When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals postgame show brought to you by our friends at Four Peaks. We are here at BetMGM Sportsbook at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock, the wide receiver, playmaker, Britton Golden. The Arizona Cardinals fall, unfortunately, to the Washington Commanders, 20-16, to Bo Brock. And, man, they were in control for what seemed like three-plus quarters. The right. defense was dominant. Those two critical turnovers by quarterback Joshua Dobbs really did them in. Yeah, it was an inspired effort defensively. You would have loved to see it pay off for the Arizona Cardinals, Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis in their first game. But the offense, I think really the word that describes it was the rust, right? The yeah. rust from quarterback Joshua Dobbs coming over on too short a time to try to get up to speed and in rhythm with this passing attack or lack thereof. And then plays that were left on the field like a guy that just got back from injury in Zach Ertz. It was Dobbs. It was Ertz plays that you want it back because if they make those, the Arizona Cardinals are 1-0. Yeah, BG, you think about just the fact that they had to go out and get Dobbs two weeks ago, and I know a lot of people are clamoring for Clayton Toon. Maybe Colt McCoy would have been better. I think today showed you that what Dobbs provided, as rough as it was, this was the best option they had on short time. And I agree. I mean, Dobbs really, that, that opening drive outside of halftime really gave you some hope. They moved the ball. They threw the ball well. They were running the ball well pretty much all game. There was just, you know, mistakes of not being in the offense long enough, I feel like. Not being in tune. I mean, that fumble with the center, not enough snaps maybe, no. yeah. you know, a couple of times. But I think it was just minor details. But it showed he can manage the game to an instance. You just need to see more. Yeah, and this this is a defense for the commanders. We previewed it all week. It's got four first-rounders on the defensive line. They've got a defensive head coach in Ron Rivera. Offense was going to be tough to come by in general. But, again, you don't score any offensive touchdowns. It's very difficult yet impossible, Bo Brock, to win. But what was so gutting, three turnovers forced by this defense in the first half. A defensive touchdown. Matt Prater, money Mm -hmm. from kicking field goals today, and yet it was not good enough. And I think, you know, a lot of Cardinal fans are probably thinking to themselves, man, like, we played almost a perfect game, two out of the three phases, and we still lost. Yeah, that's a tough thing. When when your defense is at such kind of a a handicap, I guess, you can't afford any mistakes. I mean, when you're that far in the in the plus as far as the turnover margin in the first half they still only had a a very slim lead right they came out of the gates uh in the second half they put points on the board but they couldn't cash in for touchdown right they they get the field goal and you knew that there just was no margin for error and as soon as they made their first error washington was able to cap capitalize and then they made their second error and it was basically the fatal blow for the arizona cardinals there just was no wiggle room and it proved to be true 
through here against the Washington Commanders. But look, I think that you should be least excited about what this team is going to bring each and every week defensively. Like, yeah, what they were able to accomplish. Like, I, I hope Washington understands that they were able to get they got away with this one. Right. I mean, you see Sam Howell go into the end zone with the touchdown and he's spiking the footballs like, my man, you didn't play that good a football game. No, your defense bailed you out. And unfortunately, Arizona Cardinals couldn't say the same for themselves. And that's just going to be how this 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 Jonathan Gannon era that's beginning uh, in a rebuild. There's just you don't you can't take a single misstep offensively because you're you're going to lose football games that way. Agreed. And the offense is really the the, the worst part of the game today because the defense could not have played any better today. Yep. I mean, they came out from the beginning, and yes, we talked about it earlier with the two big penalties, but. Those two plays right there alone let you know that this defense was out here to play. Yeah. They didn't care what was going on. They were going to make plays. They were going to run around with fire in their gut. And (laughs) as an offense, you've got to feed off of that. And if you can't get positive yards and get points on the board, it's just, it's gut-wrenching for your defense. You got, especially when you've just given them a three and out, you've just forced a turnover, and now you're right back on the field. That just doesn't help you out. Greg, thank you so much. $1.99 Super Chat. Concerned about the O-line. Paris Johnson Jr. looked rookie-ish. It's his first game, and this was going to be a tall task. The Cardinals started giving up sacks, I thought, when the play calling, frankly, got a little too cute. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I told Bo Brock, that possession right before the end of the third quarter when the Cardinals and Dobbs had that critical turnover, yeah. I'm like, I would almost just give it to James Conner every every down here. North and south, what they were doing with Keontae Ingram didn't make a lot of sense. They don't have that change of pace back that I think they were trying to use Ingram for. Yeah. And, man, I tweeted this out, like 10 carries for James Conner heading into the fourth quarter. That's not enough. This, this game, to me, it was about minimizing turnovers, which they did through three quarters and a bit of in the ass, minimizing mistakes and then establishing a tempo offensively. And it feels like if I'm going to put blame on anybody, yes, Joshua Dobbs, but again, who's conducting, who's orchestrating this offense? Dobbs has been here two weeks. I did not think we saw the best of Drew Petzing today. No, I don't think he did. And I think he felt like he there wasn't a whole lot of trust there. There wasn't a lot of trust as far as your quarterback to make a play. There wasn't a lot of trust in the running back behind James Conner. It was like James Conner. And then maybe like there was a ton of trust in the tight ends, which yeah. I don't know if was necessarily deserved. I did like what I saw for McBride to start the second half. But, I mean, James Conner averages four and a half carries basically the game. Keontae Ingram, the poor guy, couldn't get a good run play called. No. Maybe you know it wasn't he wasn't in the best position for sex, success himself. But his first four carries went for negative yards, yeah. and then he's able to kind of chip away at that. I mean, it was like James Conner, and then not much else. And I, I think uh, you know Drew Petzing, as far as asking him in his first game as a as a play caller to be able to dial something up, it might be a little asking too much. But still, we, it wasn't enough in the second half. It was just it was an uninspired effort offensively and uh it like it, they were chasing four points at the end it felt like they were chasing 12 well i mean it, there, there's inclement weather you're playing a defensive minded head coach and you're playing a quarterback who's been here for two weeks and i've already seen this pointed out in the chat like they win this game with kyler murray like kyler murray in this offense even playing average football they probably win it by two touchdowns i agree i yeah. also think that your your play calling sheet opens a lot more with kyler murray in there um, but, yeah, even that, though, I feel like they could have put in Dobbs in more situations to throw the ball. Like you said, I don't think the trust factor was there. I think there was still, okay, he's only been here two weeks. I try. I don't want to open the playbook like this. I want to try to manage it. But I feel like this is week one. Preseason is done, mm-hmm. right? If he's going to be your starter for the first three weeks, first four weeks, however long Kyler's out, 
you've got to open it up. You've got to figure it out in practice what he can do well, what he can't do well. We need to just funnel stuff into that point. But the little dink and dunks and stuff like that, we we've, you have to open it up. That's acceptable in the preseason where you're trying to get to know people. But at this point, we've got to be able to put the ball downfield, take a little bit more of the stress off of James Conner. And like you said earlier, that, that number two running back position, I couldn't really tell if it was just him. It, it looked like just bad yeah. situations for Keontae Ingram every time he was in there. So it just it didn't look positive today. It, I mean, like, it looked like, frankly, a lot of Cliff Kingsbury run schemes last year where there's too much going on behind the line of scrimmage. And this team, they needed to go north and south, as Dana $2 Super Chat provides in the chat. Connor outside and Ingram up the middle, says Dana in her Super Chat. Why? Why do that? You know, to me, it's like they, they needed to simplify everything offensively, especially the run game. Like, go north and south. Allow this team to have minimal yards per, or excuse me, minimal errors. When when you're minimizing the yards and down and distance that you have to have on third down, like third and four, third and three, third and five, that's where this team wanted to be living. Yeah. And I feel like they put themselves in a hole where it's like second and 12, third and seven. Joshua Dobbs now, Joshua Dobbs in October, that's not going to work for him. You have to be able to open things up, as you mentioned, intermediate throws, easy check down throws. But, man, when you ask him to throw plus 10 yards, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, he's his biggest issue is accuracy. And then also when you don't have kind of the benefit of being in rhythm with your playmakers and knowing when they're going to get out of their routes. And it just kind of compounds on itself. And it, it, it's it's a tough look. It was just it was an ugly game offensively for the for the Cardinals. Now, Britton, you'd made this observation as far as Dobbs and really not much beyond his first read, right? You just didn't see much there. I didn't, and I, yeah, I said it earlier when we were off screen. It was, I didn't feel like he felt comfortable after his first read wasn't there. I feel like he panicked a little bit. Yeah. I feel like he predetermined some of his throws. He, he, at before the snap, he was looking at one spot thinking, this is the guy I want. And when it wasn't there, I felt like he panicked, and then it was just kind of like back there, I got to try to make a play or I got to try to do something, run. And I don't think he gave the plays enough time to develop. I like this point, little Dreezy13. People need to chill out. 499 Super Chat. It's one game. Petsy needs to run more also. O-line needs to play better versus the Giants. Absolutely. And I think, again, we're harping on the offense to lead the show because, I mean, they lost the game because of their offensive inefficiency today. They were in the game to win the game because of their defense highlighted by our X Factor, our player of the game here on PHNX Cardinals. I mean... It's, is it anybody other than the Barbarian, Dennis Garnack? Two sacks, a forced fumble, three quarterback hits, had that fantastic strip sack to end the first half. And, Bo, this is a guy that borderline roster spot in March. Now he's starting games to kick off the 2023 season. Tremendous job by number 45. Yeah, the knuckleheads like yourself, myself, where we're looking at this roster and we, you would think who's going to continue on with the new regime from the previous regime. We didn't think it was Dennis Gardeck, but, you know, I talked to Nick Rollis, and this was a guy that they they knew about when they took the reins of this Arizona Cardinals roster and this defense over, and they loved his game, his ability to cover, his ability to get off the after the quarterback. And, man, did he put that on full display today. He was an absolute menace to the Washington Commanders and Sam Howell, but so was this entire defense. I mean, you just love the calls that Nick Rollis was putting his defense in the entire day, even when they needed it. Like, they stepped up to it. 
put the Arizona Cardinals back on the on the on the offense back on the field. Yeah. They just couldn't get the job done, which is unfortunate. Like it was gonna take another play, another big play by this defense for the Arizona Cardinals to win this game. It just unfortunately that was asking too much, BG. No, I and I, I agree. Dennis played with his hair on fire as he does every week, and I've always a supporter. I love Dennis. But like you said, it was it was another – it would have taken another pick six, yep. fumble recovery to the house for the Cardinals to win this game based off of the offense that they showed up with today. And, you know, for us to continue this, you know, going down the line and week after week, the defense, if they can put a, a product like this out there on the mm-hmm. field every week, they're going to keep us in games. It'll just, you know, run up to what we can do offensively. And I think Albert, $5 Super Chat, supports that here. Defense, 90% effort in coaching, and we've got that now, absolutely. Offense, it's about talent, and that will come. I agree with that. It's about quarterback play, frankly, and they need better quarterback play. They need better play calling. But defensively, like, at the end of the day, you want to be able to hang your hat on what I think your head coach specializes in. Number one, he's a leader of men, and mm-hmm. I think we saw that today. The players responded for Jonathan Gannon, but uh, he's a defensive head coach. That's his calling card, he yeah. and Nick Rallis. And I think they put their stamp on the season today, basically saying, like, this is the kind of team we want to be at least until K-1 comes back. Yeah, yeah, and then that's exciting when you, I mean, can Kyler Murray ever play with a suffocating defense like this? I mean, at the beginning of the 2021 season, but it was littered with the stars. These guys are guys that wanted their opportunity, got their opportunity. The Kayvon Wallace's, the D- Dennis Gardex. Uh, sure, you're seeing a first-round pick in Zayvon Collins, but in a new position, uh, show up. But, no, this is a, this is what you want to see. I mean, this is this is the tone I think they, they wanted to set, at least on that side of the football. And you can at least check that box off for this game. Yeah. Like, sure, they were put on a short field with, what, 29 yards, I think, on the touchdown scoring drive that yeah. was capped by Sam Howell making his way into the end zone. And, of course, you don't want to see that. But I think that this defense, like Britton said, if, if you see this on a weekly basis – man, are you going to be in this position where you can win some football games? And I think that that's already going to maybe make people take a step back and say, hey, maybe this isn't as bad as we initially thought. Like, I know like we're licking our wounds here off of, after a loss, but there are a lot of positives from this. And, man, like, do the Arizona Cardinals immediately go from a team that can't compete with anybody in the NFL, they're going to go uh, winless, to, man, they're just a quarterback away. Yeah. And it could be that, you know, and I'm not going to sit out here and run and say, yes, we are a quarterback away. You know, that's a bold prediction. But right. like you said, it's today we were a quarterback away. Yeah. If you want to look at it. I mean, we have if if Kyler is in this system today, I honestly think we win this game probably by 10 plus points. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, it comes down to how much can you get Joshua Dobbs up to speed ahead of the Giants, ahead of the Cowboys? I know a lot of people want to have a quarterback change. They're not going to do that at this point. They're putting Joshua Dobbs out there because they've seen Clayton Toon, they've seen Colt McCoy, and they said as bad as today was, it it potentially could have been worse. I mean, Dobbs, to me, he's got pretty good athletic ability. He's got the arm strength. I just don't think he's ready to play at a high level. Certainly, he doesn't know the offense, doesn't know his personnel, doesn't know the playbook. Those are all things that they think can be changed in the next couple of weeks, whereas like something with Colt McCoy, his ceiling was always going to be low. You know, Clayton Toon played in a non-power school last year, and you think about the the course of this offseason, he's a fifth-round rookie. 
this was what they felt their best option was. Now, where I will push back, where we've pushed back is Joshua Dobbs should have been here since March. They should have acquired him and signed him in March so that fumble exchanges with Yelda Froholt don't happen week one so that he knows his second and third reads in this offense. He's got a good familiarity with guys like Trey McBride and Hollywood Brown. That, to me, and you knew that. You knew when they traded for him three Thursdays ago or two and a half weeks, whatever it was, that that was going to be a problem. And today, the worst scenario happened, but I I don't think it's reason enough to punt on him yet. I I don't want to try to conjure up you know silver linings where there shouldn't be a whole lot of them and offensively there's not right yeah. but i mean <laughs> it can't get any worse britain right you can't you can't play much worse than this right i mean if you knock the rust off you get another week under your belt i see it in our super chat here uh jason Krell saying uh basically he's seen enough they need to start tune honestly dobbs is not that good i mean if you thought dobbs was rough thinking about a fifth round rookie coming out of playing at houston and facing like uh, you know, SMU, uh, Washington is a little bit more intense than that. Yeah, and and like you said, I understand it was bad as a fan. I know you don't want to you don't want to watch that on TV, but like you said, Clayton Tune, nothing against him, man, but he's young. He's yeah. a rookie. Do we? Is there really that big of a difference in the read looks? Like, do we really think Clayton Tune's going to be able to go out there and yeah. go through his first and second reads and third reads and move it? No, he's young too. He's going to get antsy. He's going to see pressure. He'll probably be doing the same thing. He ran a lot too. He knows he can use his legs. So, you know, a lot of those guys that can use their legs, their first instinct when their first read's not there is, okay, I don't have the ball I wanted to throw. Let me try to make a play with my feet. When instead of sitting in the pocket, stepping up in the pocket or trying to extend a play is not really what's on their mind. But I, I don't, I don't agree with getting rid of Dobbs right now. I just feel like he needs to get a little bit more comfortable, and he's got, he's got to play better. That's the, that's what it comes down to. If he doesn't play better next week, then you start looking at options maybe. But for now, you just need to get him more reps. Yeah, there's nothing to say they can't play Clayton Tune in like three or four weeks if Dobbs continues, and I'm sure that's going to be an option if he, if he does. I don't think he's going to play as bad as today. And again, like I'm putting a little bit on 86. Like he had a drop touchdown. Yes, it was a little high. He had two hands on it. You score touchdown there you win the game he had a third down drop later in the game that he dropped like I those are plays like you got to almost play perfect offensively and you rely on your skill players to do so Ertz makes a lot of money for this team I know he's coming back from an ACL DJ Humphreys makes a premium for this team and he got eaten alive in the second half he he makes 17 million dollars he's the highest paid player on this team like you got to be able to look to Ertz and DJ Humphreys and these guys and say hey pick up our quarterback our defense is doing it it's highlighted here by topic 64 499 super chat JG said he wanted killers Kayvon Wallace uh, Dennis Gardeck Jalen Thompson was fantastic they all showed that Mm. let's go Clayton Here's what I will say. The secondary played about as good of a game that I've seen from a Cardinals secondary since what? That Patrick Peterson, Gerard Powers. The no-fly zone. The no-fly zone. I mean, the the way Marco Wilson broke on the ball, it it was refreshing to see. Kayvon Wallace in particular, like, does anybody think right now Isaiah Simmons is a better football player than Kayvon Wallace? (laughs) Not today. Not in this game. I love what I saw out of the ex-Clemson Tiger. Oh, don't, 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 I guess he did go to Clemson. He then. did. Yeah, he, was the, he was the right safety yeah. for this team three rounds yeah, later. Just a couple <laughs> rounds later for Kayvon. No, I mean, he had a great game, I, and you have to love what you saw. And, you know, there, there were even balls that were potential turnovers that, that they could have capitalized on, it, but I'm not going to knock him on that. Uh, you know, I see people in the, chirping about Colt McCoy. Guys, 
couldn't throw the football. He's not on an NFL roster couldn't right now. Couldn't throw the football. Yeah, there was there was no there was thirty one other teams that looked at it and said, okay, we've seen the we've seen the film, we heard what happened in Minnesota. It, it just wasn't competing. Got it, it just wasn't going to happen. Like even the, the the few throws that Joshua Dobbs made, Colt McCoy wasn't physically able of, of making. Like it would have been screen, 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 screen. I know there was still yeah, there was still was in the, and that's the thing too. Like Dobbs, you saw the two fumbles behind the line of scrimmage to where I think if you put Tune in there and like I don't want to knock a guy who doesn't play, but I think there's probably more mistakes made downfield. Yeah, and it's just look, they're in a bad spot at the quarterback position. And when you look at the pros and the cons of the offseason for Monty Osterford, there are a lot of pros. As Johnny outlined, and as we've outlined before, not getting Dobbs in here in March, that's going to be the one that's going to be glaring. It's going yeah. to be the one that's going to bite you in the ass yep. the most going forward because you have nowhere to go. You just don't have anywhere to run right now. Kyler Murray continues to be on pup at least for three more weeks, and then we still don't even know if he'll be ready to play. They're going to have to figure out, like, look, it's going to come down to Dobbs. It's going to come down to Tune. And, and it's probably going to continue. I wouldn't be surprised if we talk to Jonathan Gannon tomorrow and that quarterback competition, and I know that Dobbs has the edge. I, Look, I, I, hope they don't, I hope they don't do that. I think that it's going to continue to be competition. And, and if Dobbs, he's going to have to play a lot better quick here for him to continue to hold on to this position. That's all. what I'll say about the quarterback spot. I think Dobbs gets at least another week. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't – I don't want – you shouldn't put out there in, in the media right now, especially after a week one, that there's still a quarterback competition because now you're putting that in the back of Dobbs' head going into week two. Mm. So now not only is he thinking about how well he needs to play, now he's thinking about if I don't play well, now my job's up for grabs. So then you're going to see a lot more mistakes. And when we highlighted the two fumbles – the center exchange, yes, that's got to be cleaned up. Mm-hmm. But there's not much you can do when your left tackle gives up, it just gets beat outright, yeah. and it's behind you, and he takes the ball out of your hand. So, I mean, one fumble on him, yes, that's for sure. Quarterback center exchange, I don't care if you were here for three days. I don't care if you are here for three years. Like, that's one thing that has to be cleaned up before you get out there on the field. And I, I feel like he just got a little antsy trying to get a handoff out of there, and he dropped it. So it's... The, the turnover thing needs to be cleaned up, yes, but we can't go out there and say there's a quarterback competition going into week two, knowing we're only got four weeks left before Kyler maybe comes back. So I, I don't – that's just an, an added pressure that he doesn't need. I mean, guys, like we saw Cole McCoy could not stop throwing interceptions in the joint practice with the Minnesota Vikings. Right. Clayton Toon got lit up and missed a cue in a preseason game and led to a turnover. Like, it doesn't matter who it is right now. It's like you're going to have some turnovers with this team. And the goal with Dobbs that I thought he was accomplishing well was through almost three quarters, he hadn't turned the, he hadn't right. made that fatal mistake. And then he had two that led to 10 points and cost you the game. And I, I would put one on DJ Humphreys. I would put the other on him. Topic $64.99 Super Chat. Thank you so much, my guy. If K1 was playing, would have been a win. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. You can win with BetMGM. Right now, BetMGM with PHNX Cardinals. Not sure if you guys knew this. Every single away game, mm-hmm. we're going to be giving out two tickets the following home game that's right if you're here every single away game with us during our takeovers during our watch along parties that we hear that we have here at state farm stadium you are eligible to win two tickets to the following home game for free bo brock absolutely you don't want to miss out on that uh, I mean, what BetMGM's got going on is is incredible. Are we talking about more about this BetMGM? Yeah, or? we're excited. 
excited. I'm excited about the beer, the food, the wings, absolutely. Everything was on point but the offense today. But that's not the fault of BetMGM. BetMGM, again. I was a big fat winner with BetMGM today. You were. Yeah, me too. We had a tasty little nugget over on receiving yards. We previewed it in the uh, pregame show. Rondell Moore, he hit that. The over didn't hit. The Cardinals' money line didn't hit. But if you bet on the spread, plus seven for the Cardinals, they did cover. Sign up for BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX as the afternoon games kick off. Place your first bet through BetMGM. $10 gets you at least $200 in bonus bets instantly regardless of how you do. So if you pick the Cardinals' money line, you put a 10 spot on that, boom, you get your 10 bucks back. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. This is what I call an OG's game. You know, it, it, was, it was tough. You're licking your wounds. Yeah. And you're, you're searching for answers, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And, and sometimes the uh, solution, the answer is at the bottom of an OG's multi-flavored bag. And you can find those, uh, of course, at your local dispensaries around the valley. Get in on what OG's is doing. Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen, they're out there cooking up the great gummies, the good gummies. Check, taking the guesswork out of it. Figure out if you're a fruits or a creams type, uh, guy or gal. They've got, of course, the red apple, watermelon, peach, blackberries and cream. they got the strawberries and cream, which they call the happy balance with the THC to CBD ratio that everybody's going to love. OG's, check out what they got online, all, full product line ogsbrands.com that's o-g-e-e-z brands.com follow them on your socials find them in your local dispensaries gotta be 21 years or older let's keep these super chats flowing az fan 1998 proud of the defense offensive play calling needs to be way better i'm proud of the defense but the offense again needs to improve the penalties too uh you know the penalties were were a killer i think the early penalties on the defense i don't think that that's going to be something that you see week in and week out that was just, let's get aggressive. Let's set yeah. the tone early. Offensively, I mean, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, Bo, but like the more you get Joshua Dobbs familiar with his role and mm. familiar with this offense, you would assume hopefully the less penalties you'll see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was a couple plays where there's an in- ineligible guys downfield, and that's just, I don't know, BG, what is that, just discipline? How, how do you how do you slow that? Will Hernandez and I believe uh, Yelda Froholt were both flagged on that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them is their screen passes. So mm-hmm. the ball has to be out at a certain time. Yeah. In, in that old lineman's head, he's thinking it's a screen pass. I got to set my block and I got to get out and get mm-hmm. to that next level to block. So, I mean, a lot of it is discipline. Maybe he rushed his set a little bit and got out a little too quick. Or and But there was I know there was one, the first one, I believe, uh, he – Dobbs had to double clutch on the pass. Yeah. So that hurts yeah. you too. So, I mean, it's discipline penalties, but at the same time, it's a lot of it is timing. Producer Damon, can we keep these super chats flowing, my guy? Little Dreezy, $13.99. Hollywood looked good, just needs more targets. Absolutely, yep, BG. We, we talked about him in the pregame show. He was questionable, did not land, thankfully, on the inactives and came out. And, I mean, he was their best wide receiver today. Uh, agreed. And it just needs more targets. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the play calling and stuff and setting stuff up. And Dobbs, on the other hand, not getting away from his first read off rip. I feel like Hollywood came out there. He played well, especially when everybody was worried about the hamstring and stuff like that. I feel like he looked good. Yeah. He, he didn't feel like he was favoring at all. And the times he touched the ball, he produced. So 
that's a, just another one where it's got to be targets. I feel like Michael Wilson should have got some more targets. Yeah. Uh, Rondell Moore could have gotten a few more. There's a lot of guys. Greg, Dor- I don't even think Greg Dorch got a target today. Right now. And it, it was just one of those where we didn't push the ball downfield. Whether it was intermediate routes or not, we just we didn't have a lot of play calling in the scheme to push the ball downfield. Yeah. Last super chat, Jason Crow, Bo Brock, why not start tuned? We could have had a chance. I mean, they had a chance. They were winning through three could've, quarters. Yeah, yeah they could have They could have been out of the game in the first half. Yeah. I mean, you, if you start making mistakes early on, and look, fifth-round rookie, that's what Clayton Toon is. You put him in a start, throw him to the fire, throw him to the flames uh, that early on, mistakes happen. I mean, look at a guy who had one start under his belt, who was a fifth-round rookie the previous draft, and Sam Howell, how the Arizona Cardinals defense were able to eat off of that. And I think that that's what you're trying to avoid and what Dobbs at least through, what, three and a half quarters did for the most part. And then, look, it, it, it fell apart. And, guys, we got to keep in mind that these are backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Your starting quarterback is on the mend from knee surgery in January and is working his way back. And, unfortunately, you just don't there, – there isn't any options out there. There weren't any options that weren't going to come with frustration. And right now we saw, you know, what Joshua Dobbs – uh, is going to frustrate you with, and it's the inaccuracies and sometimes, you know, questionable plays as far as behind the line of scrimmage. You've got to clean it up, and, uh, you know, I still think that Dobbs was the happy medium relative to the options, Colt McCoy, Clayton Toon, it's somewhere in the middle. And, uh, look, what Johnny said, if it's, you know, a couple games into it and you're still seeing the same damn mistakes, then, yeah, give yeah. the rookie a chance. But as of right now, uh, this is what they, they they're rolling with, and I think it's probably you're going to give you your best shot. They were marching. They had a they had in the fourth quarter an opportunity to go down the field and win a football game. I just don't know if you get the same opportunity with a fifth round rookie in there to start the game. I mean, guys, they were a touchdown underdog for a reason. Most people thought this wasn't going to be competitive. I saw predictions of 27 to 10. I mean, the Cardinals were the more competitive team. I thought through four quarters, they just had a quarterback that was a backup starting for them, and then. That was the difference in this game. That wasn't going to change because Kyler Murray didn't play. You were always going to have to try to elevate your quarterback by lifting him up every Sunday, making the catches if you're Ertz, finding the seams, blocking better if you're the offensive line. It's a tall task for a Washington franchise, BG, that has been kind of reinvigorated by the sale from Dan Snyder. Oh, yeah, the sale definitely helped the Washington franchise. I'll tell you that because they had to get out of that and out from under Dan Snyder. But when you go back and look at it, we had a chance. So, you know, <laughs> we had a chance to win the game. We were winning the game for most of the game. Yeah. It, it just comes down to, you know, moving the ball offensively and, and, you know, making plays. And we just didn't do it. And the reason they were in the game, frankly, you know, special teams were great with Matt Prater. But how about the defensive side of the football? And that brings us to counting cards here on a football Sunday. And it's three defensive standouts, Bo Brock, beginning first with Kayvon Wallace to me. I mean, shit, man. This is one of the more impressive performances from a guy coming out out of Philadelphia, cut inexplicably. Gannon says, I'll bring you back home. You're coming back to my secondary with Nick Rollis. He responds, but it wasn't just the two pass breakups, yeah. Bo. It's the physicality. Yeah, he was playing out there. He was like a torpedo launched uh, into action there on, on a lot of plays. Uh, it just was all around the ball. You love to see it. I wish, I mean, it's crazy to see that he's in a Philly uniform in this one because there just isn't a whole lot of 
like this was his first game as an yeah, Arizona Cardinal. He yeah. didn't even get a preseason with the team. Awesome to see Kayvon Wallace out there. Zayvon Collins here, two turnovers. Got love to see it from the first round pick. I was joking with my co-host Johnny Venerable over here. He's like, can we pick up the fifth year option on Zayvon Collins? Does this roll? I mean, it's a good start. It seems I mean, like it's a damn good start, start right? Yeah. Yeah. All around the football, picked up the four, the the fumble recovery and also had a pick uh, in coverage. So you know the questions like, are we going to still see Zayvon Collins still in coverage in this pass rush role? There's your answer. Yeah, uh, you love to see it. I love this graphic with the the poker chips and the and the cards. By the way, this is fantastic. Yeah, let's go to Carlos Watkins who had a sack. I I also think some people are saying he tipped the ball that Zayvon Collins intercepted. I don't have that confirmed yet, but that was the talk in the first half. But just specifically with this front seven, BG, what we saw today is this something that they can replicate? Because you know we laughed at Sam Howell all week. We laughed at the naive Washington fan base, but like Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, is there any reason to believe like this defense can't continue to get after it? No, oh, and that's what we were, you know, worried about during the preseason. Yeah. You didn't see a lot of pressure on the quarterback in the preseason, even with the starters in the game. Yeah. So I think today showed that we've got guys in place that can get to the quarterback, that yep. can move and make plays. And for this front seven, if they can keep that up this year, I think it's going to be a lot different outturn than what all the experts and everybody talking about how bad the Cardinals are supposed to be this year. That defense came out and showed they're a top 10 defense in this league right now. Yeah, absolutely. I want to get to this super chat. Thank you so much. Super generous. Red Sea Connor, $10. What's up, guys? This defense was unstoppable today. Six sacks as well as many key players stepped up today in their roles. Do you think Gannon should give Clayton Toon the start next week? I mean, I, I think you're going to see Joshua Dobbs at least through next week if he if he has a really rough game, I'm talking like three or four turnovers. Maybe they opt to pull the plug. But again, like if you're confident, Bo Brock and Drew Petzing is an offensive coordinator, you ought to be able to scheme up easy throws and a run game that, by the way, was productive today. I just don't think they went to the well enough. And as far as being able to put that Clayton Tune cat back in the bag as soon as you kind of pull it out, like that, that becomes a little bit tougher, right? You yeah. start to pull him and you have a short leash and then you put Tune and then he, if he doesn't perform, do you go back to Dobbs yeah. or do you go to Jeff Driscoll? It's just that's a slippery slope that I don't think you want to get into this early into the season, especially when you have to bide your time between now and Kyle. Murray's going to be ready to play. I just think that it, it's it's Dobbs. I know, like a lot of people are up in arms. They didn't like what they saw, which is look, fine. Look, yeah, absolutely. It, it lost you the football game, but you have to be. There has to be patience, like rebuilds i've said this before they're not for the faint of heart like this is part of the process and it becomes the it, the difficulty level goes up exponentially when you have your franchise quarterback out and uh i mean most of the time it's identifying who your franchise quarterback is you know who it is at this point now you just got to bide your time between now and when he's ready and, and that's going to be the toughest task for the cardinals and their fans well bg you think about like tuning up the machine tuning up the car for kyler murray like yes the offensive line needs to perform better you get a run game going, you get the playmakers in place, and then you give them this kind of defense. Like, this is how you're going to be able to evaluate Kyler Murray on this team in 2023. Give him 10 games of this, and can he go win five of them? Can he win seven of them, right? That will give you immense confidence heading into 2024 and beyond. What, what you don't want to have happen is games like today and then Kyler Murray doesn't come back at all, which is a lot of people in the national media say is going to happen. I don't believe that for a second. I don't think that happens. I think Gannon and Austin Ford and then everybody have put in a lot of faith in Kyler. I mean, they named him a captain, right? He hadn't been through anything yet. He's been a captain, and that's leadership role, right? And it goes back to 
how he gets bashed on the media for his attitude maybe or stuff like this, but we don't get to see what's going on in that locker room. Yep. I mean, you can take this back to the Jay Cutler eras. You can take it to Aaron Rodgers where in the media, both of those guys have been absolutely hounded about, oh, I don't like his attitude. I don't like how he treats it. Jay Cutler was the main one. Mm-hmm. Right? They're talking about it. He, the way he, he throws an interception, he doesn't feel it. Right. Yes, Colin Murray, he has looks like he's throwing a fit out there, but a lot of that is just competitive. Yeah. A lot of that is not wanting to make that mistake. And when it comes out, he's beating himself up or he doesn't like that. So I don't I feel like if you can give him a top defense when he comes back, he knows what he's doing. I think he's going to play. I'm I'm I'd bet the house that he plays this year. Yeah, I don't think he sits out, but. We will see. I mean, I saw him all week leading, you know, throughout practices. When guys are stretching, he's right there dead set in the middle of the field. He's in the mix with his players. He's, you know, talking with guys, talking shit, I'm sure, having fun with the guys. Doesn't seem like somebody that's going to be isolated away from the team has been told, hey, you're not coming back even when you can come back. No, he's not. He's just, he's one of those guys where he's a a competitor. He's won his entire life, right? Mm -hmm. This is the first taste of losing. Him being the NFL is the first taste of losing he's ever had. So, it's another one of those things where he's got to develop, but the way he's been around and been in the mix, I, I just it doesn't look like a guy that's checked out to me. I want to get to this super chat. I think it's a really great point. Brian Ward, $5. Thank you so much, Brian. Great points on Dobbs. I hope to see him improve. However, it's the NFL. It doesn't matter if you're a starter or backup. Your job is to be competitive. And, I, again, that's why I don't think Kyler Murray it takes him six, seven weeks to come back. You're not mm-hmm. going to see this kind of performance from Dobbs for six weeks. Like, they'll make a change, and they'll make a change for the betterment of the team. And to, to BG's points, like, that's why they want Kyler Murray back this year. That's why they'll break yeah. glass when the emergency happens. You want to be able to bring him off of Pup and get him in games. Because, again, like, it, it goes back to the narrative that this team is tanking. And we like to tongue and cheek have yeah. fun with it, Bo. You think those players, those 53 men competing today, were tanking for anything? Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison Jr. or Drake May? They're trying to win a football game. And you want to be able to give them and reward them with the best chance to do that. And it starts and ends with K1. So I I, I think today we really saw them earn hopefully a lot of local and national respect with how they're going to compete this year. I mean, we see Kyler on the sidelines. He traveled with the team. He was with his squad. We see this team lose one that, you know, a lot of us thought that they should have won. You know, Britain, I guarantee you that locker room, there are a lot of pissed off guys. Like, there there wasn't, like, I'm sure all 53 guys plus that entire coaching staff is furious they lost this football game because they have they don't care about what the the tanking narrative they really don't especially at this point. No, oh, and I agree. And I know a couple of those guys in that locker room extremely well. I played with Buda Baker and I know who Buda Baker is. Yeah, Buda is not going to suit up if you're out there telling him, "Hey, we're doing this to lose." That right. is not who Buda is. Buda right. is a winner and he's going to go out there and give you every single piece of energy he's got. He will never go out there on that field with a tank mentality. And I know Dennis is not that guy. There's there's lots of veteran guys on that squad who, if somebody says we're out there, to, he will not go out there and tank anything. So that narrative is – I hate the narrative of tanking. Uh, I'll tell you what I don't hate is the snacks and selections at Circle K. It's America's thirst stop, and it's my go-to. When I'm not at BetMGM or I'm not at Four Peaks with our friends, I'm at Circle K picking up <laughs> pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks. I'm going to pick some – Picks them up on my way home back to the East Valley, and I'm part of the inner circle. You should too. Download the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply. Participating locations visit circlek.com 
for more information or circlek.com slash store locator to find the Circle K nearest to you, Bo. I was out uh, at North Scottsdale last night. Uh, my wife and kid were out of the house. Oh. I was left to my own devices. I went and checked out Shady Rays up there, their store uh, in Kierling Commons, and I talked to their assistant GM. Customer service was unmatched. It was nice. unbelievable, the insight that the guy gave me. Uh, I got myself two pairs of sunglasses, took advantage of the promo code that we have going on, PHNX, which gets you 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses from Shady Rays. You can do it online, ShadyRays.com. Check out their full product line. But here's the whole thing with Shady Rays. They wanted to make a premium sunglass uh, that is not 100 bucks. It's less than every single product that they have is under $100. So if you're saving 50% off on two or more pairs, you're saving a lot of coin. You're not spending a whole lot of what you're putting on your face, but you're not cutting out at any of the quality. It's all premium. Check out what people, 250,000 people have rated five stars online shadyrays.com use that promo code phnx save yourself some money i mean we're making fun of josh dobbs because he needs to play better but he had a higher quarterback rating than sam hell did i mean sam hell 77.6 multiple turnovers they didn't trust him to throw the ball Mm -hmm. late they had run 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 and then a field goal basically i mean sam hell to me this is this is why you got to be excited if you're a cardinal fan not only do you have k1 waiting in the wings you've got two potential top picks next year Washington's trying to talk themselves into Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. I I mean, to me, it's like you are basically treading water until you can get back the quarterback, your quarterback. Whereas like Washington, if I'm a Washington commander fan today, it's just like, shit, this is going to be rough when we get a team that has above average quarterback play. I'm worried. I'm worried if I'm a Washington fan because don't get me wrong. We had he played against a team that did not have a starting quarterback. Right. You're playing with a backup quarterback, and you were losing 75% of this football game. Yep. So I believe, you know, if I'm a Washington fan right now, don't get me wrong, they did some great things. Their their defensive front is is very, very good. But it's the same problem that we're worried about right now, except we're worrying about it with a backup quarterback. They're worrying about it with a starter, so it's it's a different type of feeling. But B.A. always said, like, he'll always take an ugly win over a loss, Every right? Every time. <laughs> Every mean... time. And it's always it was always that next man up mentality yeah. with B.A. There was never a – it was never the thing of, oh, we have a backup. He didn't care. Yeah. If Carson couldn't play and Drew Stanton had to start that game, he expected Drew Stanton to go out there and play like a starter. So it was just one of those things that you've got to just get it through and you've got to put confidence in your backup quarterback. So I think the whole narrative of taking Dobbs out and putting Tune in – if it doesn't work out with Tune, like you said, and it goes back to Dobbs, what yeah. kind of confidence factor do you yeah. think Dobbs has in getting back in that game knowing that his coaches didn't even have faith in him after a game? Yeah. Well, let's assess the skill players, BG, because, again, like I, I thought they were pretty solid today. Six different pass catchers, all with two-plus receptions for the Arizona Cardinals, led by Rondell Moore with just 33 yards, Hollywood Brown 28 yards. Trey McBride, Zach Ertz, 23 and 21, respectfully. Is there anything that they can do with this skilled group to, to make things easier for Joshua Dobbs? Because I, it didn't feel like, to me, he missed a bunch of like easy throws where guys were wide open. I mean, they, they made it difficult for this skilled group, I thought. No, and like, I, I just don't think that the playbook was open. I don't think there was a lot of trust in Dobbs going into this game, pushing the ball downfield. And, I mean, the biggest thing we got to do, we got to find ways to get our playmakers more targets. We've mm-hmm. got to find a way to get the ball in their hands, and we did not do that today, especially from the receiving. Now, the tight ends had a hell of a lot of looks today. They had targets yeah. and stuff like that. We had we mentioned the two drops by Ertz that really hurt. But other than that, Trey McBride looked good. Yeah. When uh, Hollywood got the ball in his hand, he looked good. When Rondell Moore had the ball in his hand, he looked good. Yep. Michael Wilson made a great uh, catch in traffic, yep. you know, and got both feet down and made a play. So 
to me, I think it's just finding ways to get them, you know, active, finding ways to get the ball to your playmakers. And you've, you've got to, like, implement the offense. You can't try to, to, to make it easy. Well, Bo, like, we, we anoint Rollis, Hoodie Rollis, and yeah. we heard all the things from Philadelphia. But, like, you talk to Gannon and people, fair or not, like, they think equally as high with Drew Petzing. And I get it. He's playing with Josh Dobbs, like, these next couple weeks are going to be big for him. Yeah, I like, mean, but it's it's not Petsing that's sitting there and he's got the sticks in his hand and he's making the throws but, for Dobbs. But, can, Dobbs. You, but right. can you scheme up open throws that weren't there? It felt like a lot of the, right. like, the, the stuff that was schemed today behind the line of scrimmage, the screens, like they didn't age well. Right. Like they were immediately thrown for a loss. Like I, I'm waiting for that play or two or three where it's like, hey, great play call. That guy's wide open. And if Dobbs misses, then we're having a different conversation. Yeah, I, you know, I, I – and, and you can call it horseshit if you want, but I, I think that you know there was a game plan to to be conservative with the guy who's who's coming in, you know, new to the system two weeks before the season. Yeah. And you know Howard Balzer points out here saying that 17 of the 30 targets were to running backs or tight ends yeah. that they didn't want to make any mistakes downfield. They didn't want to make any mistakes trying to make a big play to a wide receiver because that's where they could potentially happen. Instead, he was going to those safety valves, those backs, those tight ends, because that was more of a sure thing, even though there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, not a ceiling to those plays. There right. wasn't a whole lot of big plays to be made there. Um, and and maybe you, could, you can say that that was the wrong call by Petsing because, yeah, they took the loss today and the offense was at fault for it, but it kept them in the game, and I think that they were willing to die maybe on that hill. Yeah, and that, that's fair. I just It felt like when they needed to be ultra-conservative in the third quarter and then, you know, in the fourth quarter especially, they, they got too cute on those early downs. I know I've pointed that out a handful of times, BG, but it does feel like next week they may just have to go run, run, pass in a lot of situations for better or worse, especially like when you have a lead like they had when it's, you know, 16 to 10. And that possession that really changed the game, where Dobbs fumbled for the first time. James Conner doesn't touch the ball one time. You got Q with Keontae Ingram in the backfield. You had some Wildcat stuff with him and Rondell Moore on an earlier possession. It's like they had the game right there. They were up by six points. I don't know. He'll have to answer for those play calls. He will. And a lot of it was just being predictable. Yeah. Like when you put the Wildcat formation in the game, we know you're running the ball, yeah. yeah. right? So as a defensive coordinator on the other side, when I see that Ingram is at quarterback position and there's a running back next to him, I know there's some at some point they're, they're not throwing it. There's no way the ball is being thrown. So it's that comes down to just being too predictable and stuff like that. But I agree with you with the run game. I feel like James, when we were up 16 to 10, I feel like James Conner should have got a lot more carries on yeah. first and second down. Let's try to get positive yards. He was averaging. He had a great average running the ball today. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I feel like, if you establish the run early in situations like that, then you give your your offense opportunities in third and short instead of third and medium and third yeah. and long situations where we were in that lead to a strip sack fumble. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, like I, I made the point more from a standpoint of what trying to get in the mindset of, of what Petsing was trying to do and, and why they were so conservative. But it, like I think the counterpoint was that opening drive to the third quarter and Dobbs is, is finding his playmakers finally for the first time. Yeah. He goes seven for nine for 49 yards, and sure, they stall out, but they get points, but he was, he was letting it rip, and then they immediately go away from it. And it's just like, Drew, what's going on here? Like, why was that a product of Washington made an adjustment on defense? Because they get paid, too. Like, we got to give credit there. But also, like, was it Dobbs thing? Was it a Petsing thing? It, it, it was strange, and it, it was costly at the end of the day. Well, and the elements played a factor. I mean, listen, it's it's raining. You're playing a, a stout defensive line. You're playing Ron Rivera, who's a great defensive head coach. Like, 
there are elements that add up. This is the first time Drew Petzing's called a game in his in professional career. Like, it's only one it's game. Nick Rollins' first game, too. Well, but you, I mean, <laughs> who, who did he have backing him up is the guy who yeah. had 70 sacks and 17 picks yeah. and went to the Super Bowl last year in Jonathan Gannon. Like, I think for me, I would be much more concerned if the, the role was flipped, if they had lost a shootout and it's like 45-38, and then people go, hey, Jonathan Gannon, what would you say you do here, right, when you can't stop a nosebleed? But instead, it's like, you're looking up at that scoreboard. We did our halftime show. It's 13-10. to 10. Yeah. They have three takeaways and a defensive touchdown. I'm like, this is, this is the second coming of, like, Lovey Smith, Chicago Bears? That's what it looked like out there. And then they're up. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's right. And so, uh, to me, it's like, I know this is correctable when Kyler Murray comes back. Can you just get competent quarterback play until then? Can you just keep the train on the tracks? Even if they don't score another point, and I believe this, and it's 16-10, to 10, if they don't have those two turnovers, I think they win the game. Agreed. I think they, if they just punt the football and don't, you know, put the ball on the ground inside Washington or Cardinal territory, BG, I think they win the game. And and I, I agree with you there. Washington did not move the ball that well in this defense. No. And like you said, like if it was a shootout, and this is what we were talking about, oh, we lost in a 45 to 44 game. People be killing games. Yeah, you're like, what is it? You're you're supposed to be known for your defense, but the fact that you can go out there and you led most of this game and you lost the end because of turnovers. Yeah. But your defense played phenomenal, right? You got a phenomenal defense out there. All I mean, like we said earlier, you're a quarterback away. Mm-hmm. You're a playmaker away. And hopefully we can get a little bit better play out of Josh Dobbs and a little bit better play calling, I think. But it, it kind of goes hand in hand with both of them. Well, the Cardinals are the only team that lost today. Not sure if you heard from draft implications. How about our friends in Houston? How'd they fare against the Baltimore Ravens? Oh, you love to see it. This is our Texans tracker. Of course, the Arizona Cardinals hold not only the first-round pick of the Houston Texans in 2024, but their third-round pick as well. And there's our little buddy, Monty Austin Ford, (laughs) taking care of business. Uh, Baltimore covers despite an injury to uh, Dobbins, their running back. Not really. I think Ronnie Stanley Stanley went down in that game, too. Their left tackle, too, uh, costly loss for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, who just can't seem to stay healthy ever no ever but they but took care of business today for the Cardinals. they did that's all they needed to do check uh check that off houston texans look at it look at how happy monty Osborne. can we see that graphic one more time oh man i love it oh man look at that monty Osborne, boston fort highway robbery all that how did will anderson do today he had the most pressures by a rookie pass rusher since Nick Bosa. Oh, that's good then. So All right. I'm not, we're not gonna, we're not How gonna, dare you throw that in my face? I saw that right before we Dick. went live, and I'm like, you know, listen, and that's from behind. We knew Will Anderson was did a good player. Did it win him the fucking game, he though? He did not. Oh. And the Cardinals pass rush had six sacks today, yeah. so they didn't lose because of that. And I still love Paris Johnson Jr., but yeah, uh, Will you threw Anderson, me under the bus. We don't. I, listen, I'm being I honest with you. Before somebody in the chat points it out, we we root for Will yeah. Anderson Jr. We also root for the Houston Texans to take a big fat L, and they did just that. So <laughs> I don't know how CJ Stroud played, but you know, continue taking those L's. We'll see how they do against a Colts team that was very competitive this week. But all in one for Houston, all in one for the Arizona Cardinals, and you know, in the grand scheme of things, BG, you have to look at the entire picture. This Jonathan Gannon, Monty Austin Ford rebuild it wasn't built in a day. No, and I think big picture looking at it, and we've harped on it this entire show right now, is your defense looks strong. Yeah. Your defense looks like they can bail you out of situations if you can get an offensive scheme going at this point. So I think there's a lot to build on. I think there's a lot of positives that you can look at as a a fan right now. Uh, I think you can't get too down on the situation offensively right now. Don't try to jump ship just because it didn't work. It's week one. Yeah. It's week one. There's 17 more weeks to play in this in this 
in this season. So I think the main thing right now is just take the positives which you can have and let's build for next week. You know, somebody in the chat pointing out Trey McBride, he did have two catches on two targets, whereas Zach Ertz, six targets for, or six, 10 targets for just six catches. I do think we need more of 85. Yeah. Like, I, I, I saw his playmaking ability downfield. That was in that opening drive to the second half. Yeah. Respectfully to Ertz, and he had a big block, or he had a big catch and run for Michael Wilson's block earlier. Like, I, I'm sorry, like, Zach Ertz, 86, coming off an ACL, or the guy that was drafted in the second round last year, give me the younger guy. And hopefully they look at this this week, and I'm not trying to bury Zach Ertz. For, but he had two critical drops today. Yeah. McBride catches both passes. No, I mean, it, it's it's not getting into the flow of the game. It, it clearly looks like somebody who's coming back from an injury and also playing with a new quarterback. And, I, you know, I don't think as much as you want guys to go out there and make plays for their guys, and sometimes that happens, but, you know, it, it seemed he, he had a couple things stacked against him, and that's the risk you take by betting on these guys and putting and just inserting them right back into the start or back into the starting lineup or into the starting lineup in Dobbs case Ertz and Dobbs I mean it, it was it was interesting to just kind of see how they had that rapport or lack thereof just there wasn't the connection but they were he was throwing his way a lot and hopefully that's something that they they can remedy between now and then I'm not saying more Ertz and seeing the same sort of like status quo 10 targets 10 targets is too spread many. it around and a little bit more there I think their guys more uh, in a better spot right now to make plays for the Arizona Cardinals did you see BG anything offensively that you would change from a skill player standpoint like maybe more Greg Dorch like do they need to make a change behind James Conner like Keontae Ingram was that his fault like what would you do offensively to try to kickstart this outside of the proverbial like Josh Jobs needs more experience here I think at the beginning it's just getting him easy completions to start the game yeah right because when we saw that first drive out of halftime there were good easy medium completions he had a 10-yard pass to Hollywood he had a good couple great throws to uh, McBride yep and a lot of that's getting your your guys getting McBride more involved getting Hollywood involved getting Greg Dorch getting Rondo Moore getting all your playmakers involved and when you look at the running back situation I don't think Ingram's at fault for any of that I think a lot of that was just bad play calling and you know just bad luck in the situation there's no way that you have Four straight carries for minus 10 yards. and I mean, unless you're just running backwards. But he was getting hit when he was getting the ball in his hands. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of that could be offensive line play. A lot of it could be, you know, play calling. It's just I think there's a lot of positive takeaways we can, we can take from it. I mean, we didn't get our playmakers the ball like we needed to today. Mm-hmm. And hopefully next week if we can start fast and, and build off of that first drive out of the second half, if we can get more more drives like that, I think we'll be fine. What do they need to do, Bo, between now and next Sunday to be competitive and potentially beat the New York Giants at home? Continue to do what they were doing defensively, right? But also get that uh, your, your big offensive players on the same page, right? Yeah. It's, you know, from the play calling to the quarterback position to your skill players up to speed, I mean – it, you only have one really direction to go offensively. Defensively, you can go, you know, the wrong direction from today's performance, which is a great thing. Yeah. Six sacks. But, uh, no, offense, it, it's getting back up on the same page because I think you're, especially in, in your home opener, you're going to have an opportunity. I think you're really going to have an opportunity to win this game next week if you can get solid play from Dobbs and crew. Yeah, it's cliche to say, and I know people want W's and I get that, what you saw today, hopefully, is the outline, the bl- blueprint of what Jonathan Gannon's teams are going to be built off. Mm-hmm. Strong defense, hopefully a playmaking quarterback, Kyler Murray or otherwise, and being able to play complementary football. And they were this close from, from completing that and crossing the finish line and being ahead of schedule with the rebuild. 
But right now, they've got some things to clean up, and thankfully, it's only week one. It's only week one for us here. Check us out at gophnx.com. Become a diehard and hang with us every single football Sunday. You absolutely love to see that. We know our guy Howard Balzer is going to have a tremendous post-game article aftermath at gophnx.com. Why not become a diehard? Pick up the Greg Dorch t-shirt on the house. How about the celebratory tee? We've got hats, shirts, merch out the wazoo. You can get it for free with a one-year membership to become a diehard. I was I was up late. I was in the Discord last night till yeah. about 12.30. I couldn't sleep. I was chatting with our diehards. It was fantastic. They've been engaged all day. And Was it was the wing king? He was in his bed and he just went to Discord. He just said, you up? And there you guys were. <laughs> and I was going to work and I said, you know what? I think they're going to get this dub. And I, I they almost did. They almost got it for me. But we talked I mean, to him. I was we were, right. But yeah, you can talk about how you were almost right. Shut the hell up. I was, <laughs> I, I was right earlier today. Somebody said, Johnny, how are we going to get through this season? Well, PHNX Cardinals is going to yeah. get us through this season. So again, become a diehard and We've got another episode of the Greg Dorch Podcast coming That's up right. this week. And I think we might have a special guest in the works. Uh, might have been one of the key players there is on a Cardinals defense. Uh, we'll confirm that when we can. But I believe we've got another uh, all-purpose podcast with Greg Dorch coming up on Tuesday. Time will confirm that hopefully tomorrow. But uh, G going to be in the building uh, potentially with one of his Arizona Cardinals teammates. We'll Make sure you're following at PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter, Instagram. We'll let you know about that. Man, Zypher saying in the chat that Vance Joseph's defense isn't looking too strong oh, for wow, the Broncos. That. Giving up 10 points early in the game while we just saw Nick Rollis and Jonathan Gannon coach an inspired effort for the Cardinals. Absolutely. I'm going to ask BG a question that I'm sure people are going to hate on in the chat, but I'm going to ask it every week. We saw the comments made by Carl Williams, Caleb Williams' father in GQ, basically saying, you know, if I don't like, we don't like the spot of the team that picks first overall, we're not going there. After one game, if you're Caleb Williams and you watch the Cardinals play today, what's your takeaway? If it came down to that, which honestly, I don't think that we're going to go after K. I mean, cool, if it happens, it happens, but I think that they've got faith in what they've got. But I don't, I don't like the comments. I feel like you're just, yes, Caleb Williams is through week one, the first couple weeks of college football, he looks really good. Yeah. And he is really good. I'm not going to take anything away from him. But that whole narrative of, ah, we're going to stay in college if we don't like what we're doing, I don't see that. I think any kid that walks out of there at 21, 20, mm-hmm. 22 years old, and somebody throws a four-year for 40-plus million with however much they're guaranteeing you, oh, your first round you're guaranteed anyways, but your signing bonus, I just don't see somebody saying yep. – <laughs> I'm going to go back to college. I mean, that's generational money right, right there. However you want to think about it. Your kids are set. Your kids' kids yeah. are set. That's just not I, – I don't I don't like this, the comments. I don't like seeing that out there. Yeah. I get it. You want, you want to go play for somebody that's a contender, but this is the NFL. Man. You, it's, those, those are really shitty comments to come out there and say through before week one even shows up. That's yeah. just – I don't like that. I, I, I don't like, you know – People's dads getting, you know, the the platform sometimes in the sports world and speaking for their on their sons or their daughter's behalf. But, you know, it's it's the equivalent to me trying to play hard to get with my wife. But when it comes down to it and she says, hey, you want to go to the bedroom? I'm going to say absolutely. No doubt about it. I'm not abstaining from anything when it comes down (laughs) to it. It's happening, my man. And it's just dumb. Like (laughs) like you said, with fathers getting involved, you're not playing. 
Right. Sit down, shut yeah. your ass up, and just be a fan. I'm, I'm glad you're going to score. The Cardinals couldn't <laughs> score today. Somebody <laughs> scored today. Yeah, he's going to take care of us here on PHNX Cardinals. We're going to find the end zone one way or the other Bro, here on a football Joe Burrow Sunday. just got 275 yeah. with over 200 guaranteed. Trevor Lawrence is next. Caleb Williams is going to be right around the – if he stop, stops the clock, he's going to miss out on becoming a $300 million man. Like, he's not doing that. And then you no. look at the inspired effort already in game one from this coaching staff. You look at all the good work that's being done from the front office spot. Sure, you've got the ownership, who the ownership is, but we've seen worse ownership groups get first overall picks and have players go and, and sign the deals and play for those franchises. It's just I think it's just a little bit silly. People can say whatever they want right now. Carl Williams can say whatever he wants right now because th- there's no pressure on anybody to say anything definitively at this yeah. point. So trying to create any kind of leverage, fine, go do that. But when it comes down to it, if they're the, the team in the spot, whether it's the Texans pick or their own pick, and they make the, the call, that's fine. You it's know who else looks place to go to? Yeah. Because we've looked at these quarterbacks that have taken that standpoint yeah. and, hey, I am going to go back. Matt Barkley, for instance. Mm-hmm. If Matt Barkley comes out his junior year or whatever year he was eligible, he's yeah. one of the first top yeah. three picks, and he goes back to school and he slides the second, third round pick. So it's be careful because yeah. one season, going back to college, some, something could happen. Shit always happens. I, going I, to Big Ten, too. Oh, yeah. This is a different, that's a different type of defensive mm-hmm. mindset. Pac-12, the Big Ten. And you know who doesn't want to hear from Carl Williams, Buda Baker, Jonathan Gannon, yeah. these guys that competed their ass off today in the NFL. Like, this is, motherfucker, this is the NFL. This is not Stanford on a Saturday night <laughs> where you can throw four <laughs> touchdowns. Like, they're, they're, they were a quarterback away from winning this game handedly. And if, if Carl Williams wants to come out and say, you know, if we don't like it with the first overall pick, we'll stay in college, we'll pull an Eli man, we'll force yeah. a trade. And kiss my ass. Like this team, they they have the infrastructure now. They are well coached. Like you would, in my opinion, if they compete like this all year, win or not, like you're yeah. fortunate to come here. You want to live in Paradise Valley, Scottsdale? You want to go to like <laughs> somewhere in Middle America, right? Nothing's going to be perfect, right? Joe Burrow's playing in Cincinnati. He changed the culture there. Trevor Lawrence went to football uh, desert wasteland in Jacksonville, <laughs> and he had him in the playoffs like last year. If you're if you're a competitor. And you want to come and compete in the NFL like these players, these 53 men did today, you'll come to the Arizona Cardinals if they select you, if you're fortunate enough to be selected. But I, I'm just we're going to bring that up every week because I think the narrative on Twitter last night was, this is unbelievable by Caleb Williams. Look at this 70-yard pass. First of all, nobody's in his face, right? It's like seven on seven there. He's a tremendous talent. But I'm watching football. This is football today. This is what it's like to play professional football. In the rain, four first-round picks on the defensive line. Ron Rivera coming at you like that. That's what you're going to be asked to do. So we got a long way to go, thankfully. We do. But we do. Uh, the Caleb Williams narrative, Kyler Murray, it all factors in, Bo Brock, one way or the other for the 2023 season. It does. I almost want to talk more about Marvin Harrison Jr. going forward than I want to talk about the quarterback mm. position because of all the goodwill that I think Kyler Murray's created for himself uh, with the franchise that signed him to a $230.5 million extension. Uh, let's see. Absolutely, I agree with the chat. Let's just see until he gets back. Uh, but you know, it's with the two premium picks. I, I'm I'm going to continuously dream about Marvin Harrison Jr. Could that makes way more sense. That makes way more sense than going out and trying to. You don't know what's going to happen. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's I've seen countless quarterbacks that are 
crazy good in college get to this level and yeah. they just disappear. I mean, Drake May had no touchdowns in four quarters against Appalachian State. Can we stop. <laughs> like, I had people on Twitter, Drake May is a better quarterback prospect than Kyler Murray. Come on. Like, what are we doing? Kyler Murray's been to two Pro Bowls, offensive rookie of the year, wins them this game easily today. Yeah. Like, is he a perfect player? No, but like, let's just pump the brakes. It's on, also college football. Right. It's, stop it. There's it's so, it's so much easier times. to throw for 400 uh, yards yeah. in college football than it is in the NFL. After uh, my comment, uh, I think I found my wife's burner account. Give me that medal, Sam Bo, more out of pocket than Joshua Dobbs, and it's only week one. Oh my God. I apologize for putting any kind of imagery in anybody's head. This is disgusting. That's uh, quite aggressive, <laughs> but we love to see. We love to see the aggressive play by the Arizona Cardinals. Final thoughts, gentlemen, as we look ahead to week two for our precious Cardinals. BG, I'll start with you. What do the Cardinals need to do between now and next Sunday? Now and next Sunday is just getting the offense back on track. Just finding ways to move the ball and keep it going. And the defensive side, just trying to replicate what you put out here today. I know it's going to be hard to go out there and get six sacks and multiple turnovers a game, but if you can go out there and control the line of scrimmage like they did today and put pressure on the quarterback, then you're going to keep your team in positions to win the game and hopefully your offense can put points on the board next week. Yeah, Bo, you had a really good point earlier about, like, this is part of the rebuild. Mm -hmm. And it felt like we were cheating the rebuild a little bit, Mm -hmm. right? And now it's like, oh, shit, yeah, they lost. And and there are going to be days like today. But if they want to have a homecoming for JG at home next week, what do they need to do? They, yeah, I mean, what... Britain said, I mean, offensively, you you got to clean it up and you got to clean it up fast. But you also have to continue uh, that violence, that aggressiveness on defense. And, and you know, Giants are going to have a, a week of tape right there to yeah. work off of. And, and you've got to be able to play that game of chess and, and anticipate, you know, what Brian Dable and Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are potentially going to throw at you, knowing, you know, what your tendencies are. And sure, it's just a sample size of one game, but continue to do it on the defensive side of the ball. I would say from that defense, of effort and the violence and the aggression that they played with, it's encouraging. Like this this direction, I can get on board with this. They, they gave me game one as far as encouragement. I can check that box off. Sure, you didn't get the result that you wanted with the with the loss, but what you got was it, it's encouraging from this coaching staff that they can take a roster that said people were saying was a tanking roster and they competed all the way into the final drive of the game. And that's what I want to see this entire season. Yeah, this BS Gannon's going to be a one-and-done head coach like you saw his his fingerprints all over this roster and this game plan today flying all over the football takeaways defensive touchdown sacks like it's how philadelphia with elite quarterback play got to the super bowl last year i want everybody to like and subscribe like this video right now leave a comment tell us who you think should be the starting quarterback next week against the new york giants subscribe to us here on phnx sports we are closely approaching 17,000 subscribers and follow us on twitter phnx underscore cardinals get us wherever you get your podcast leave us a five star review we've had a banner day here at BetMGM. we're back in a couple of weeks next week we are at home bo's gonna be at the stadium bg and i are gonna be hanging out doing the pre-halftime post-game show for bo brock britain golden i'm johnny venerable we'll see you on monday